the volume. All right, we are back on another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco fired up. Oh, we have football today. We have football. What an exciting day on the calendar. Seahawks, Vikings, Patriots, Texans, and we have Friday preseason football, Saturday preseason football. Oh, we're in. The swing of things, baby. Welcome to another episode of Money Line Monaco Sports Gambling with Money Line Monaco live on AMP, wherever you get your pods. Team Volume Sports on Money Line Monaco on all social media. Today, an exciting episode. As we get closer, as preseason rolls out, it is time to start taking our futures bets more seriously. What are we dialing in on? How are we looking at each division in their respective conferences? So I figured with my producer, Paul, we're going to sit here and we're going to break down division by division and tier the confidence. So, you know, you see people talk confidence rankings, one through five quarterback team rankings, one through five. Well, let's tier these puppies. Let's tier these teams Based off of my confidence for them to win their respective divisions, we're going to start out with the NFC. So it's really quite simple. You have tier one, tier two, tier three. Tier one is going to be my good value in addition to my belief. Is there value? Is there just unwavering belief they can win it? Because again, some of these teams are clearly the cream of the crop in the conference. AFC is a much more wild, wild west than the NFC. To me, there's three teams in the top tier of the entire conference, and then there's everybody else, but we'll do it by division for this episode. Tier two is going to be this team could win the division, but the value is just okay. And then tier three, a real stretch if they came out of nowhere and stole the division. And is there a tier four? Honestly, in the NFC, I got one team that's a tier four. I hate to throw them there. It is injury related. Typically, it's just going to be one through three. Let's dive in. Let's start out in the most riveting, in my humble opinion, division in the conference. It's the NFC East, the blockbuster Dallas Cowboys, the star-studded Philadelphia Eagles, and the Big Apple New York football giants followed by the lowly commanders. And did I potentially say these teams in succession of how I have them tiered? I did. But if you've been rocking with me this summer, you know I am of the belief that this Dallas Cowboys team could be someone special. I want to start out, though, in giving kudos, tip of the fro to the team that represented the conference in the Super Bowl this past year. It's the Philadelphia Eagles of 14-3. and Philadelphia Eagles team that lost to Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs, but come off a year. Top three in scoring offense and offensive yards. Their defense was eighth in points allowed, number one in yards allowed per game. They led the NFL in sacks. How about this? A historic 10 plus sacks from four different gentlemen on the Eagles front seven. 
Then, unfortunately, they did have a little bit of, of turnover here. I don't love Javon Hargrave going over to a, a sheer rival in San Francisco. But the other three guys, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, they still have Fletcher Cox. We know about the drafting. I mean, geez, they have Jordan Davis. They have Javon Carter. They have now Miles Jack, who's already worked his way into first-team reps. This dude was thinking about a career change. So just what Howie Roseman and this Eagles team has done from a drafting standpoint, from a GM standpoint, I mean, certified swindled AJ Brown. I mean, look at this wide receiver core. Look at the skill positions. Y you have a, a quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And again, you look at this tier conversation here. And do you have a quarterback? Do you have a top offensive line? Do you have a serviceable defense? These are the three intangibles I'm looking at to put a team in tier one to go the Seabiscuit distance. I don't know how we sit here and say that this Eagles team is going to have a Galifianakis hangover just because history says so. I see a special leader of Gerald Butler, 300 men in Jalen Hurts. Guy put his lock screen on his iPhone with confetti coming down in his grill of Chiefs color celebratory whatever you want to call it, in his face, on his screen. Some people don't like that. I absolutely love it. I heard him on a little soundbite this week talking about Jordan, Kobe. These are the guys he looks up to. I think he's built different. And then you look at what this team has done, just to statistically speaking. I can go on down the list, but Jalen Hurts in 15 games, over 3,700 passing yards, 22 passing touchdowns, 13 rushing, just under 800 on the ground rushing. Guy was injured for two games. He's your MVP if he doesn't get hurt. You have to put him in tier one. Now, obviously the first place schedule, obviously looking at the fact that they play the AFC East and the NFC West. You know, AFC East is going to be a division that might have three teams go to the playoffs from it. So a difficult for sure out of conference division, but everybody in the NFC East has to dance against them. NFC West, we'll get to them in this show. I just don't see a world where this team, to be honest, can do anything other than continue the success from last year. I mean, you look at the value right now, pending where you shop, they're about even money. Seen them at as low as minus 110. They're at minus 115 right now, but they're tier one. You have to put them in the conversation. Now, also in tier one, and not every division is going to have this on the show, the Dallas Cowboys have to be in the conversation as well. I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. People, when they're betting the Cowboys, when they're talking the Cowboys, it's an interesting team. A lot of, a lot of teams in the NFL, yet you don't really have super strong feelings about if you have nothing to do with them, right? I have nothing to do with the New Orleans Saints or the Carolina Panthers. I don't hate these teams. But then for some reason with certain clubs in this league, you just love or hate them. It's that Seinfeld line. Tuesday has no feel. Monday has a feel. Sunday has a feel. Tuesday has no feel. A lot of teams in this league have no feel. The Cowboys are a Monday, a Friday, or a Sunday as far as days. They come in off 12 games or more, winning 12 games or more in the last two years. McCarthy, by the way, he's an even Keel, say what you will, head coach. These guys had three separate runs of 10 plus wins in three straight years. He's had 10 seasons in the National Football League of 10 plus wins. 
Only six seasons below 10. One of those was a first head coach in both Packers and Cowboys land. But this is year number four from Mikey McCarthy. What happened in his year four with GB? They went 11 and five. His fifth year, they won the Super Bowl. This team comes off a fourth in points per game category, 10th in yards. We know about this. I talked about it in lieu of how Kellen Moore and the Chargers could take advantage. Kellen Moore led this team, despite the DAC lead leaguing interceptions, they're the number one red zone team in efficiency last year at closing on 71% of the time, which is better than the Paul Rudd cologne at 60% of the time in Anchorman. You get in the end zone 71.43% of the time, you have to start to take this team on the offensive side, coupled with the defensive side, leading the league in interceptions with 15, very seriously. I mean, the defense was number one in takeaways, almost two per, sixth in points allowed. Uh, Mikey Parsons, top two in defensive player of the year for the second year in a row. They pay Trayvon Diggs. They add in Stephon Gilmore. I mean, what are we doing? The worst thing they've handled is the Martin Madden overall 99 club not figuring out his contract. This is a team that I said before, and I'll say again, has the ability to make a Super Bowl run. I think over nine and a half is an absolute take the money out from under the mattress, slam it. I don't know how you don't love the Cowboys this year to at least get in double-digit win territory. But they're tier one on my list because they have all three of what I'm looking at. They have a top six offensive line, just like Philly. Their defense is stick with it. I mean, playmakers on defense everywhere. You talk about playmakers at key spots on this Dallas D. They're top three in, in the entire National Football League. If you take one guy from the line, one guy from the linebacker core, one guy from the DBs, they're, they're top three. They are. I mean, look at what they did last year. So if Dak can chill out on the interceptions, they play a little more time of possession, game management on offense, in my humble opinion. Yes, you have you have a Brandon Cooks, a CeeDee Lamb. You got Michael Gallup. You got a lot of guys with speed. I like this Vaughn guy as well. I think they're going to go out and get Zeke back, by the way. This team has all of what they need. So I love the Dallas Cowboys. They are my pick to win the division. At plus 175, tier one, to win the East, I like them. Let's talk about the New York football giants for a second. And again, I'm spending more time on this division than I will the others because it's a it's a very compelling division. It always is the E-channel of the NFL. I mean, we know it. Big market cities, big market teams. It is what it is. This New York football giants team, I am so glad that they signed 2-6. Thank God. Goodness gracious, because if this was all on Woody from Toy Story under center, we would be in serious trouble if you bet this team. And they're over under. Is it seven and a half right now? I'm looking at the value for them to win the division. And yes, there is value to win the division at seven to one, for goodness sakes. They got no shot. No shot in a 17-game horse race to out furlong the Eagles or the Cowboys. They just can't do it. Now, they did make some moves I liked. I thought Dale, Darren Waller in the trade with the, the Raiders was huge. I like how they drafted this Jalen Wyatt. This Jalen Hayek guy is an interesting third-round draft pick. I like the Deontay Banks first-round cornerback. They drafted well. I still don't think from a star power talent level, this is a team to be scared about. They've been coached up by Dable. They do a lot of the little things well. I mean, look at their numbers from last year. 
fifth in best red zone touchdown percentage with the second fewest turnovers at less than one per game in the little things that you have to do in this league, win the turnover battle, win the time of possession. Don't, don't get in your own way. A lot of teams do that because of not great coaching and not great situational awareness. You have to tip your cap to the New York football giants for doing all of the little things. And to me, that's coach. I think Dable is a top five coach in this league. Look at what he did with the assets he had. And just pointing this out, the New York Giants, again, outperformed the Vegas betting market. This was the number one team against the spread in the NFL. They were the Detroit Lions of two years ago. Yes, nine and seven, third in the division, but they made the wild card and they covered 13 out of 17 games. I mean, to bet $100 a game, at normal minus 110 juice and cover 13 out of 17 is regronculous. Seven and one, by the way, on the road. So as an underdog, 10 and two top three covering on the road, number one best cover in the league and overall number one best cover. So I'm, I got them at tier two. I don't think they did their best off season they could have. The New York Giants are living in the 2000s. They they don't want to pay skill position players. They don't want to change and adapt to kind of a pass-happy type offensive league, fantasy football-driven league that we play in. I respect them for it. Defensively, I, I'm not particularly high on them. They're, they're middle of the pack. Kayvon Thibodeau was a great a great draft pick. I just, I got this team tier two. They don't win the division, but they do hit the over and maybe they sneak into the playoffs again. Cause I do think a nine and eight team in this conference, unlike the AFC gets in tier three, not going to spend a lot of time on them. The Washington can't get the Eric B offense commanders, Sam, who does he have a picture in Madden? I'm still not sure. I'm watching this Washington franchise who hasn't had a top 10 franchise, a top 10 offense since 2012. I was in college in 2012. That's the last time this team RG3 did anything on offense, scary hours wise. Now, the defense always shows up and shows out. Ronnie Rivera, a middle linebacker from the championship Bears team. I mean, this dude knows how to coach defense. Seventh in points allowed, third in overall yards. But you start to look in, in the weeds. They don't take care of the ball. They're not offensively sound. I mean, you're 26th in overall turnover ratio. Forget about it. I mean, four of your eight wins were against teams that drafted in the top 10. Chicago, Indy, Texans, and Atlanta. So, yeah, they got a couple of Terry McLaren sp sparks. Chase Young can't stay healthy. They just are not run well. I do think the ownership turnover is a big win for the long run. In the short run, it's going to be a rough season. Plug your schnoz and don't do anything positive with the Washington Commanders. I'm on them on the under. I'm off of them. Tier three all day. All right, let's move to another division here. And we're going to go a little faster because I spent a long time on them. Let's go NFC West. This San Francisco 49ers team is the cream of the crop in the conference. It's the Eagles, it's the Niners, and yes, the Cowboys are third on that list. The Niners have won 13 games twice under Shanahan and made the NFC Championship three out of the last four years. 13-4 and four last year, number one in defensive yards and points allowed, six, believe it or not, in points, and fifth in yards per game on offense. 
Do you remember the run they went on? They went on a 10-0 and as home favorites last year, including the playoffs. Didn't lose a game in the division. 10-0 and as home favorites. And then there was that other six stat where a team that went against the Niners didn't win a game for two plus months. I mean, so you go and party with them in Vegas and it takes you five days to recover. That's how much they sauce you. Debo, Kittle, CMC, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, star-studded offense everywhere. The question remains, Brock UCL Purdy, last year, 5-0 and as a starter, about 152 per, 13 tugs, four mistakes, did very well in his first two playoff games. I mean, a little under 200 yards a game. He game managed. 109 QB rating, three tugs, no mistakes. That's what you want. That's all you need when you have an offense like this. Now, I think Darnold's the second best option, in my humble opinion, if for some reason Purdy has some serious longevity lingering issue here with this elbow. He has a baseball injury. What Reddick did to him on that first play is a ba- I'm a baseball player. I- I'm a lefty pitcher for 12 years of my life. That is a serious injury. That is a rare injury for a quarterback and a very common injury for a Major League Baseball pitcher. I'm not sure how he recovers. Again, modern medicine, top-tier doctors, yada, yada. We'll see. Thankfully, I think Darnold is a decent weathering of the storm. Trey Lance is a little boomer bust, but I just look at this team, and again, returning three pro bowlers on defense, uh, you got – Nick Bosa and Fred Warner with Hargrave. I mean, it's silly. So this team is clearly tier one. I got them to win the division. No ifs, ands, or buts. Over 10 and a half wins. Easy, easy bet for me. At minus 165, you don't love swallowing this juice. You have to. You just have to. There's nobody in the division as we get into the Seattle Seahawks outside of them that I'm even scared of. Now, this company culture proved a lot of doubters wrong. The Geno Smith, they wrote me and I didn't write back sentiment last year was great. Good offense, not a great defense and a very young team. So do they have the quarterback? Sort of. Do they have the personnel, the offensive line? Not really. I think their skill position players on offense are much better than their offensive line. We remember Russ was barking about that for three, four years before his way out the door. And do they have a serviceable defense last year. I I mean, not really. I I mean, opponent yards per game, they're bottom five, middle of the pack and yards per game points against 25th ranked. I don't love it. I do love, I do love what they've done drafting wise in the last couple of years. For goodness sakes, I think Jackson Smith, the Jigba is going to be a fantasy star and sleeper. Get him early, knock him out. New Tyler Lockett in town. Kenneth Walker stud Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen. Woolen, a lot of great draft picks, not going to lie. But this team, you know, to me, has a lot to get right again. This isn't a team you could just bank on what they did right last year to just turn it over. There's no really system set in place. These are a lot of pieces they put together. They're hoping they put another quality product out. There's a reason they're sitting at over eight and a half, under eight and a half. I got them tier two. I think they could win the division. I think they're the only other team that has a chance at two to one. I don't think they're going to knock this Niners team off again. This Niners team feels, and you cannot understate motivation in this psychological warfare grown man sport. They got rocked 
robbed of a real championship game last year when their quarterback went out. I mean, didn't McCaffrey throw a pass by the end of that game? It was an abomination. Thankfully, I was on the Eagles. The point is, this Seahawks team comes back. They know where they are, right? They know where they are. Just like I know where I am as a five, ten and a half man in the dating world. I know where I am. I know where I'm not. They're not the Niners. I'm not the Niners. The Seahawks aren't going to do it. They're just not going to win the division. So tier two, think they can go nine and eight. That's about all I have to say about them. The Rams, the Rams here, I am kind of shocked. I, I, I Clearly, they sold their Millhouse soul for the Super Bowl two years ago. I, I mean, the worst point differential Ram team since their first year in LA and the worst since McVay became head coach. Minus 77 for points for versus points against. No huge names from the Super Bowl team that you remember, except for Aaron Donald, who's banged up. First time in four years, he played less than a full season. He was trying to tell you he wanted the Del Boca Vista retire. Matty Staff, we don't know where he is at. Is his head in the clouds? Is his body checked in? It's Cooper Cup and a pack of Skittles on offense. I mean, name me another Van Jefferson, Cam Akers guy you're scared of on this offense that used to have a Bobby Woods, that used to have... To me, a really incredible dynamic offense from that Super Bowl team. I just don't think this team, who didn't have a first-round draft pick in this draft, making three picks in the second and third round and 11 picks in round four through seven, are really going to have a trial and tribulation year. I mean, this is almost an experimental year for LA by the time they get to midseason. Tier two, just out of respect, you know, for the fact that they won the Super Bowl with this same quarterback and with the same head coach. But at, at 10 to 1, I mean, they're tier 2. They're, there's just no way, and they're second fiddle to the Seattle Seahawks at tier 2. And this Arizona Cardinals team at 27 to 1 has no conceivable reason for getting up in the morning. Bottom 10 offense nearly across the board. Fourth lowest in yards per play. Kingsbury now is banking on a Johnny Manziel Netflix documentary to keep him relevant. This is the second worst points allowed per game team and the worst passing defense in, a, in a, accordance to a opponent completion rate in the entire league. They had four different quarterbacks last year, four after Murray went down. David who? Colt McCoy? I mean, is this 2012? I don't know what Seattle, uh, what Arizona is doing. The infrastructure is abysmal. I mean, likable guys in the building. I know Colin has the GM on quite a bit. Likable, dude. This is not about being likable. It's an abomination in Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray is an entitled quarterback. He is an entitled quarterback, and somebody needs to check him. It's as, it's as if you wish Larry Fitzgerald could come out and come back in just to set this dude straight. Napoleon complex to the nines. I despise the Arizona Cardinals. I'm off them. I'm under. Arguably worst team in the league this year. Let's move to the NFC South. Now, I broke down the NFC North this week, so I'll go quick, kind of just on a once-over. You can catch the show on the Volume Sports YouTube channel if you want. I'm looking at this NFC South team here, and I got to be honest, this is... On some level, a wide-open division, but at the same time has the ability, in my humble opinion, to get pretty 
riveting. Now, there's a lot of turnover in this division, unlike other divisions. You got Desmond Ritter, new quarterback, second year on campus. Bryce Young, star-studded rookie, first-round draft pick, number one overall, Carolina Panthers. Then you got a interesting, baby, you can drive my C-A-double-R, Derek Carr going from the one of the most unstable organizations to really a, a pretty good company culture. And then you have insurance from Progressive on a depth chart that says or after Baker Mayfield's name, Kyle Trask, as far as starting in this league. Tier one, it has to be the New Orleans Saints. Believe it or not, a top six offensive line last year. Now they're plus money to win 10 games. I think that's value. This is a seven and 10 season last year, lost two games to the Panthers, two games to the Bucks. There's a world where they sweep. They backwards Friday flipped that 0 and four to four and oh, they got to get better on offense. 22nd in points. They didn't even average 20 points per game last year, but their defense under Cam Jordan with the anchor, he's going to finish his career as a saint hall of famer without question. They are, to me, a very appetizing team to bet, have to be tier one. Again, Derek Carr's been in the MVP conversation once upon a time in this league. He has to play hero ball in Vegas. Vegas hasn't had a defense his entire time at Allegiant, barely had a defense when he was playing on an Oakland A's infield. I mean, he hasn't had any support. His back hurts from carrying his teams, and now he goes to a really be a very competent defense that has been top 10 in this league the last three years in defensive points allowed. They can get to the quarterback. They can do the little things. So to me, this team has an offensive line, a very good, more than capable defense, and a very good, more than capable quarterback that I think we're forgetting. I mean, last year you had Dalton, Winston got banged up out the gate, and Taysom Hill split in time, all right? A Pro Bowl quarterback is under center. I absolutely love this team to go 10-7. and seven. They're absolutely tier one on my list. I don't see a reason why they won't clearly take this division with ease. Play in the NFC North, play in the AFC South, a lot of cupcake wins here for the Saints, and... They're plus money, plus 130, 100 down to win 130 back. I think it's a sage investment. I think you're going to see a lot of experimental football in this division with the other three teams. Let's get to the Atlanta Falcons, a team that I have tier two. I'm almost flabbergasted that they are so confidently ranked in Vegas with over eight and a half wins. Last in the division, middle of the pack when it comes to offense, really one of the worst defenses on third down. They were the second worst defense on third down, last in sacking the quarterback and bottom 10 in turnovers. So you just need really a completely new approach on D. They were very good at running the football last year. I think Ritter has a lot more of an ability to play make than Mariota did. Saw quarterback season one. You got a little bit of a Costco sample of the Ritter. You know, second year incoming moment. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Then they draft B. John Robinson. And they have Cordero Patterson. This team has assets. This team has sneaky 
very serviceable assets. You have to question the quarterback. You have to question the defense. It's why they're tier two. I do think there's a world where they go nine and eight. I'm not firing on them before the season starts, but they are second on the list at two to one to win the division. The Carolina Panthers at plus 360 here. I got to be honest. I like them. I don't know what we're going to get yet. I think they can go eight and nine, second in the division last year. New quarterback, new coach, Frankie Reich. Decent weapons, not anything to write home about. DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders. I do like those pickups, but they're all new. All right. And they are an interesting situational club as far as this is a guy in Bryce Young. We talked about him. We ranked the division who can't or ranked the quarterbacks earlier this week who has the ability to play make. I mean, he's one of the most decorated Alabama quarterbacks to come out of the Nick Saban regime but they were 28th in Harrods in passing offense and even break 200 yards a game. Three players started five or more games at quarterback and they were the worst time of possession team in the league. So you bring in Miles Sanders, championship pedigree, couple of quality consummate professionals, Thielen, these guys, Dalton is there to back them up. I just think it's going to be trial and error. I am going to put them tier two. Just because I do think Bryce Young has the ability to be special. As I round out tier three, Baker Mayfield and the boys. I mean, my goodness. We know about the lack of running. This is the worst rushing team in the league last year. At 77, 76.9 yards per game. They were the worst in yards per carry, worst in rushing touchdowns, and worst in number of rush attempts. They did nothing at all running the ball. And Tommy Tampa held the fort. Derek Carr and Tom Brady held their tents together on the beach like there was no tomorrow. Those teams were going to be collapsing. You got Shaq Barrett coming off an Achilles. I mean, they have a great defense. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they still have championship pieces on that defense. I don't trust the run game. I don't trust the coaching this year, and I don't trust the leadership. Tom Brady covered up a lot of holes. Tier three, under six wins. Gonna be a rough season for Collins Guy Baker. And we round out really, really quickly here the NFC North before I get out of here. You know where I'm at on them. I'm on the Chicago Bears. I really believe this team not only is gonna win the division at potentially nine and eight, they're gonna turn a lot that they did wrong last year correct. We know about their last in points allowed per game. They bring in a ton of Demarcus Walker, Tremaine Edmonds quality TJ Edwards defenders so that they make sure that the Bears sack leader isn't a safety like Jaquan Brisker with four. They ran the ball more than anyone last year. Number one in rush yardage, top three in overall rush yards, but field sack 55 times has to get right. They do get Darnell right. They do put a little bit of focus and onus on the offensive line. They got to protect their asset at quarterback, but I do believe in the 20 year anniversary and the 99th year of this renovation and overall soldier field season is going to be special two and seven at home last year, worse since 2015, a team that went winless in the division. These things aren't happening again. So this is a team that lost eight games by one score last year. You really have to remind yourself that the complete opposite of the Minnesota Vikings, eight games by one score and winless in the division. Two things that will turn around. 
This team's going to rocket soar up everyone's confidence, belief, belief tears once they watch this new school team. Don't sleep on our guy DJ Moore and Chase Claypool. I mean, Cole Komet locked in too for the future. This team has the ability to steal the division. I'm putting him tier one because the value at plus 430 is imminent and worst to first does happen in this league. Tier two, tier two in a second because I have to put the Minnesota Vikings tier one. And again, this was a kind of dumb luck team, 13 and four with a negative point differential. They've gone under eight and a half wins in, in each of the last two seasons with a negative point differential prior to this season. Eight wins or fewer in three of the Kirk Cousins five years, but this is not on Kirk Cousins. Team is bottom five in yards and points allowed on defense. They're getting in shootouts, but you have to replace Dalvin Cook, who was third all time in rushing on that team and fourth in the history of rushing touchdowns with four straight years over 1,100 yards. No Thielen, no Cook, little bit of turnover. I think this team is properly priced at a little over two to one. I'm on them over eight and a half wins at nine and eight. I just think winning 11 games out of 13 by one score, that's got a pendulum swing back. But I do have them tier one because as I said on this week's episode on the Volume Sports YouTube channel, which you can catch, an in-depth analysis on the division, the Vikings, if you aren't emotional about Justin Fields and what the Bears can do out of nowhere, that this is the correct team. This is the best quarterback as far as I'm concerned in the division. And if their defense can just do a little more, they could be a steal with two plus 260. Tier two is the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry. I have to take this Detroit Lions, put them tier two. I'm on under nine and a half wins. They haven't won 10 games since 2014. We know about their lack of consistency. This team has been bottom five in yards given up for five years in a row. For five years in a row. So yes, everything Jared Goff did well on offense, the defense just countered and said, we're going to do it worse. 32nd, they almost gave up 400 yards per game. 400 yards. What does putting up 380 yards on offense really mean if you're giving up 392? What does 26 points per game at fifth best in the league even do if you're giving up a 28th ranked 25 points per? I just... I have a little bit of problem backing a team that has done nothing in my entire adult life, let alone my life. I mean, they caused Sanders and Megatron to literally retire early in their prime. Jamal Williams led the league in rushing touchdowns, and DeAndre Swift, to me, is an asset that was underutilized. I, yes, I think Gibbs and Montgomery can come in and be a serviceable one, too. I just think it's more pressure on Goff, and I just don't believe in this D. Tier two, under nine and a half, as we briefly round out, I hate to say it, a team that I i mean, I, I just don't have a ton of confidence in. I, I don't believe that I am in love in any capacity with the Packers. I, I mean, this was a team that was middle of the pack in almost every statistical category. They were 14th through 17th on both offense and defense yards and points uh, for and against. Defense wasn't terrible, but I mean, they were 28th in yards per rush and yards per pass. They do have talent at certain spots, but I mean, this is scary hours. This is not Favre. This is not Rodgers. And this is not a guy that they forced in like they did when Favre was forced out with Aaron Rodgers. So this is a team infrastructure wise. That's an A, but they also don't go out and get free agents. So they're going to have to deal with the assets that they've drafted and groomed. 
and Watson and Dobbs, I mean, 600 and 400, they barely broke a thousand yards between the two of them. It's just a lot of onus on Aaron Jones, who's in his seventh season and AJ Dillon in his fourth. They're going to have to be a bell cow one, two, sick punch. And they're going to have to play small ball down there in GB. I'm off them tier three, not a tier four team, because I do think infrastructure wise, they can, they can win games. They're set it over under seven and a half. I got them at seven and 10. And that's how I round out today's episode. A little long-winded, but I appreciate you rocking with me. That's the last of me for the week. We're going into the weekend watching just about every snap that I can in preseason football, baby. It's just around the corner from fantasy. It's just around the corner from week one. It's time to get up and in on football season. Appreciate you guys listening to me. Don't forget, I got baseball picks going day after day i'm an animal with it plus 15 units last week don't want to tell you how many times i had to wager to get plus 15 just know i had a great week last week this week two wins one loss today's thursday we'll see how i shake out either way it's an absolute marathon but you can find my picks on action network don't forget to hug your mothers for paul for me we'll see you next week on money line monica volume.